Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Very difficult and challenging. It's an, and I cannot find of a, of a superlative word more than difficult, ex exact, especially. Uh, and had a chance to practice there. I chose not to practice medicine here because I will have to go through examinations and residency training when in fact I'm already practicing as a consultant. So when I observe, it's like, oh my God, these are the people that I'm teaching and these people will teach me what I'm supposed to do, right? All so right. it is so so what what so I in the US I my husband and I decided not to practice medicine anymore because we will be subjected to years of training that we already underwent in the Philippines. So I concentrated in the corporate world, in the pharma industry world, um, and that's where I developed and uh, groomed myself. Now, going towards you know, those training, of course, you need to do double time. You need to train yourself. You need to understand what is American business, what is the American way of thinking. What is the norm? What is the finance part? What is the, the, so that you can be chosen over the other candidates, for example, for a certain, yes. a certain position. Yeah. Quite interesting. Right. And that's one of the reasons why this platform exists is to share information about how to transition from, you know, coming over with a lot of expertise and then trying to get your life settled here and being contributing citizen here in the United States. And, you know, Simone, I would like to share uh, an experience and I, I, I will not name names or institution, but my husband and I do a lot of volunteer medical mission to the Philippines. Uh, yes. We, we do that our own time, our own money. And at one point I, I knew that I was suffering from dengue. Uh, mm -hmm. several days after flying back to the U.S., I knew it was dengue. Then I went to the, one of the, one, uh, you know, an eye infectious disease expert uh, referred by a colleague. And when that person uh, examined me, that person was wearing a mask. And then I said, this is dengue. This is mosquito borne. You don't get it from respiratory droplets. So it's like I was educating this person who should be the, you know, a, a, an infectious disease expert. Um, and and, and I, I know that it's where I, I'm not underestimating their, their capability, but what I'm just saying is to your point, we offer a lot of expertise coming to this country as well. I even volunteered to, to the physician. You know what? I can tell you what you need to order for my case. These are the diagnostics and the therapeutics that you have to do. You need to, and then basically you can ask your medical students to come in and I will educate them what dengue, dengue is all about, you know, so they may not see it in this country. That's how it is. I mean, we can offer 
and we can work collaboratively with them and we can be more productive and this country will even be more, be more, you know, developed. Well, it's already very developed, but I think even, even they themselves, the politicians or many of the people acknowledge the value of the immigrants in this country too. No, absolutely. It's a lost opportunity not to tap into what is brought to the table. Instead, as someone used the term, the American exceptionalism, oh. uh, the view about, you know, everything American is better Mm -hmm. But I suppose if we were to take an open mindset, we could see the value that is being brought from overseas because most people who come into the country legally tend to come are the people who can qualify for a visa, the people who can qualify to move here. And they come with a lot of expertise. So the fact that we're not tapping into that, again, I will say it is a much lost opportunity, but perhaps we will find a way to do so. I'm working I'm on it. Sure, especially for your <laughs> podcast, right? I am. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So when you came, you decided, okay, I'm going to pharmacology because practicing medicine is not going to work, yeah. as you explained. So what are some opportunities that came along as a professional coming into the country? And how did you transition into your current career? Yeah. So I guess the value of working in various countries and various territories worked. So do you think, Simone, if I just come to the U.S. with my Philippine degree that I'll be able to achieve the position that I had? Obviously not. Hmm. So my the additional degree that I gained from Japan, practicing medicine there and obtaining Ph.D. and then accepting an assignment in Europe and in, in, in Singapore before coming to the US helped and propelled my career towards the position that I wanted to. So without doing that, I'm sure it would, it would not have been that, it would, it would have been very challenging, right? Just from the Philippines to the US, maybe I would have, I, I, maybe I ended up like the other people that I know whereby, you know, doing some odd jobs rather than anything related to the medical field at all even, or maybe being educated in, 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 in other, you know, in other format in order to practice medicine, right? So that is one of the reasons I believe. And then in the, in the pharmaceutical industry, um, what is interesting is where, where I joined, it's a global company. So it's a mixture of so many, so many uh, nationalities and, and the footprint is in many countries as well. So it helps a lot being from, from Asian country because of the Asian uh, affiliate or, and speaking Japanese because of Japanese affiliate, working in, in Europe because of the European uh, offices there. So those are the ones that help me. Otherwise, I don't think it will be that, that um, successful. So now, you know, I, I chose to return to the US as well because pandemic gave me a lot of, gave us a lot of challenge and, and a lot of realization. Uh, my, so coming back to what I mentioned a while ago about my dad being away from us for a long time, I, we felt, I felt alienated from him for a long time. At the end of the day, we asked ourselves, is it worth it to be away from your family just for the money? Mm. So he passed away last year. Oh, and my condolences. My goodness. 
Thank you. And um, last year actually was very challenging. I had five deaths in the family, one after the other. So my dad, my aunt, my uncle, a cousin of mine, and my father-in-law. So one of them died due to COVID directly. The others I know were indirectly COVID because of the because of the because of the burden to the healthcare system. They didn't get the attention that they needed. So being away from them made me realize what is really more important. You know, we're talking about economic gains, uh, moving to another country, moving to this country. We're talking about better future, better opportunities to our children. We were in Japan, my husband and I, our three sons are in the US. So I decided to leave that work in Japan and return to the US. Right now, I just set up my own consultancy. Um, most of the time I have time for myself. I have time for my husband, for my husband, for my son. So, so I felt, I feel so, so liberated at the end of the day, like, um, like what I, what I alluded to, um, whatever situation we are in as immigrants in this country, there are some sacrifices that we do to your point, right? So away from family, uh, compromising our profession, um, one thing that we should not forget is uh, also the fact that um, we should not we should not forget what really matters, and that is treasuring our our family, our loved ones, and and actually that is also my my key driver, Simone. I'm I'm writing LinkedIn articles as well um, weekly. I release them every Tuesday. Hashtag heroes, hashtag keep on smiling, hashtag mm. real best you, because I, I, I feel that through those articles, I'll be able to make sense of whatever experiences we are having, because sometimes we are, you know, we are called upon to reevaluate re what the, the choices that we have made. Right, absolutely. My goodness. And I, I can't, you have so much experience. I mean, you speak Japanese, you have a medical background, you're now in pharmacology, being able to have worked and lived in Europe, in Asia, your own cultural experience, and now you're in the United States. My goodness. My, my sincere condolences that you lost five people sort of related to the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of really, you're right. So I guess, you know, when we talk about, and I think you asked me a while ago, like, you know, that immigrant experience, that immigrant mindset, um, I believe resilience is really key to it. We withstand whatever comes our way. We adjust and adapt to a situation that comes our way. Is it because we are expected to adapt or adjust? Or is it because it is fully ingrained upon us that we came here in order to succeed, regardless, right. no matter what, we should succeed, right? For whatever reason, our family, our sanity, our, our, our um, economic gain, um, and we'll do that, and we'll continue to do that. We will thrive, whatever we do, we will thrive. We will certainly succeed. But at the end of the day, we should not also lose our true essence. Of course, we can be, we can be frowned upon, we can be laughed at because of the way we talk, the way we behave, the way we dress. Maybe it's not, it's not the norm in this country. But at the end, 
we will we will overcome all those because a real us the real me the real you will come out and will make us very productive and successful individuals in this society Very well said. I know throughout our conversation today, you've mentioned a few of the challenges that you came across with the accent, not feeling like you could easily blend in in conversations and feeling like you were belonging to those spaces. Were there other challenges such as the culture, any big surprises that from your culture, living, living in Japan and then in Belgium, now in the United States, was there anything that was surprising or like big adjustments that you needed to make in order to really flourish or thrive here? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there was one time when um, when one of my sons was thinking, oh, you know, you know, I need to have my hair dyed because they would they would call me names because the, the hair is black and um, we are not wider Caucasians I mean I should have a like a contact lens like a colored you know what I mean like I, I would say like hey darling you will lose your your real you you should you should they should accept you as who you are so they gravitated to to their friends who are also similar to them like immigrants or or um you know parents are are biracial or you know, um, Asian descent as well. So it is something that um, that is one area that was a challenge to me when it comes to my children, because as, as, as parents, right, we can easily be um, be touched when something happens to our kids or so. So that is one. And then the other thing is, uh, I think my my youngest son was the one that he, he was a bit shy. He wasn't vocal in primary school here in the U.S. And many of the kids are very vocal, right? He's an introvert. And they they were one time, I think they were laughing at him because they can. I mean, he 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 he's more of a writing person rather than a speaking person. So, yes. uh, so the comment of the teacher was, well, he doesn't talk much. OK, but but. But, you know, he can also ex- express his opinion in other ways. But for them, not really talking much is not acceptable, even in primary school. Um, so, so those are the situations whereby uh, it challenged not just me, but also my family. Um, of course, for us, we also limited our interaction to others because of how we are perceived like, oh, uh, you know, those are from the Philippines, they do menial jobs, or they are like our, they are like our helpers, they are like our cooks, our waiters, and all those things. So the, the, the prejudice, the, the, the bias is there as to who we are. So mm-hmm. you would, they would never believe, oh, maybe they are the ones who are like, cleaning that house rather than living in that house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess people of color in general will probably get sheer similar similar experiences with that. Black people, brown people, mm-hmm. people from the Afro um, community. So it's interesting to hear you express that because I actually didn't realize that as Filipinos, you guys were experiencing that too. I actually know of a story where I, I in a previous job I had, came across some Filipinos who were working here 
in our um, hemisphere. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way, just for privacy's mm-hmm. sake. And they were work. They would only get to go home once every two years. Yeah. And it was so heartbreaking to me. This per- I was not related to this person, and I'm thinking, you are separated from your wife and children, yeah. and you can only see them once every two years. Yeah my goodness and then he would go home and he would stay for a month but then he had to go back to his job and he would be gone again for two years yeah and that's actually acceptable norm in the, in the philippines simone and you can just imagine how many families are broken how many children lose their way because one of the parents may not be there uh i guess we're fortunate that all of us seven seven siblings are 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 doing well, I would say, in our chosen profession, I guess, because we were raised as strict, you know, in our religious beliefs. But I have seen many, many families broken because of the separation. That's why I was alluding to a while ago, was it really worth it? Was it really worth all that, right? Mm. So um, I guess if the country can provide more opportunities, more employment opportunities, and I will not go that route because I don't think I have a right to say that being away from the country for a long time. Um, so it's, it's, it's a norm in that country to have a family member who is working overseas, which yes. is interesting. And it's quite, I think it's actually not only in the Philippines. I think it's the same in Jamaica. And I've heard of even, for example, I came up in my, some of my studies in development, I took uh, um, in my master's program, did some development courses and remember having, coming across stories where men from like African, different African countries would have to leave to go to another, like say if they live in West Africa, they would have to go mm-hmm. to Southern Africa mm-hmm. to work on the railroads or whatever. And yeah. so sometimes they would get exposed to HIV and then they would take it back home to their families because they would be gone for so long. Yeah. And, you know, my grandmother has always said, you know, a man needs to be with his wife for those reasons, as you can, you know, you'll, you'll get my drift. But um, it, it breaks down the family structure and it's happening globally. Exactly. I, uh, exactly. Um, so that is that is one thing in the immigrant experience, right? So uh, I guess in many situations, one family member comes to this country ahead of the other. So that time not spent together could lead to many, you know, of course, some of them could be success stories, some of them not. But I sincerely hope that through your podcast, uh, many individuals would realize the value of of, I, I, I will repeat it again, the core essence of who we are and what really matter most at the end of the day. Yes, family and together exactly. and exactly. Keeping, the, keeping your children and your, and your family safe and, and finding value in whatever little you have. It's not always about economic gains, right? Exactly. But exactly. I think we get caught up in this whole capitalistic mindset that if you can earn more, then it's better. And then you sacrifice everything else just to get that gain. Exactly, exactly. And we should not forget, again, it's really about, for me, look what happened. Is it, uh, I always, I always, I, I always have this never ending question of what if, what if I spent more time with my dad, right? Mm. So what if, what if, there was even a situation that, 
uh, I was with him. And then uh, it was like before pandemic, I was with him and there is a, there, there was a call from the office and I was on vacation, but I have to accept that call uh, because it was an, an emergency, urgent thing in the, in the industry. And it, it will, you know, I will not talk more about that, but he was very proud. He said, oh, you're, you're needed. You must be very important. But for me, did I lose that, that one hour? If I, did, I, did I use that one hour just to sacrifice my time with him? And then he died, right? So it's it's I I can never forgive myself on that one, actually. Mm. Wow, that's very deep. Thanks for sharing that. And my mom actually passed January 1, 2021. Mm, Thank you. She was here working and suffered from something that a lot of women suffer Mm -hmm. from and struggled with it. She fought, you know, the good fight for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. But I struggle with that very same thing because I was so driven in my career that I was so, I just wanted to provide for her, make my family proud. And I think a lot of times I did make some, some sacrifices where I chose work and studying over spending time with. And now that she's gone, I, every day I think about my goodness. Exactly. My, my mom isn't here and I have no more time to sit down and hear her immigrant story. Yeah. Ex- and so I hope our listeners will listen to our story and, and, and evaluate before you make that big move. Really evaluate what are your values? What are the important things? It's not always about money. Yeah. And really. I know you want to give your kids more opportunities but just it's better to be together than separated I've seen so many broken families because of moving away you know you're right you're right and for me to your point you know we make our parents proud too we make our families proud right so for example for me I was fortunate and I, I don't know how it happened, but I was fortunate to be uh, given an award by the, by the uh, president of the Philippines uh, way back. I was fortunate to be given an award here in the US as well in healthcare um, business as well in the industry where I'm working at. But what did it take for me to achieve those? As far as, you know, with my core family, I made it a point that we are together. My yes, my with me the entire time, except the the one I alluded to previously, whereby we decided to move back to the U.S. because the three of them are all grown up and are here in the U.S. Right. So, but then when it comes to my dad, uh, being away from him for a long time, he's always very proud, but. I, I guess I, I talk about him all the time because you can see the huge influence he had in me. So. Yes, yes. Even though he was away, he sacrificed. Yeah. And, and, and for him, he needed to do that to take care of mom and you and the siblings. And I get that. Our parents do that. And I see my dad going through it too. I, you know, he gave up his thriving business and he was, he was happy in that place. But he complains about the cold and how cold it is and how it's affecting oh, yeah. him. <laughs> and, and other things, too, that he's had to restart his life. 
and yeah. a, la- a later age of you know but we've we've gained but hopefully we I can listen to your story and capitalize on the fact that mom is gone and capitalize on the time that I have with him because I still have yeah. him and so we'll celebrate his 70th birthday here this year and I just hope oh. that we can make him we can thank him for the sacrifice right so exactly. I wanted to get a quick perspective from you as you shared earlier about the differences with living in Japan living in Belgium in the US coming from the Philippines and the differences with accommodation assimilating mm-hmm. integrating in the society can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that so I guess coming coming from the Philippines I thought that the, that that we will we will easily blend in 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 Japan and in Singapore so let let me talk about that first uh, because those are neighboring Asian countries it it was very different uh, culturally different language is is obviously different and I realized that, and Belgium also is a very different country. Um, there are situations whereby you would think that, okay, Asian in Belgium may not work because as Asians, we were trained to really uh, do things differently, work hard, and you know we keep on working hard and we don't have time even to reboot and relax, which, is, which could be normal for, for many cultures, right? So... I felt that living and studying in many of those countries, US is the country that I felt, we felt as a family more easily integrated. Um, Because here in this country, because many individuals come from various backgrounds, majority are immigrants themselves. So we can retain part of our identity, part of our behavior. We can, we are accepted as to who we are rather than expected to behave like them in that, in those countries. So for example, in Japan, you have to speak Japanese in order to be understood, in order to be in a group. Otherwise you will, you will feel lost many, in many instances. Um, uh, in, in Singapore, it's, it's really, uh, different. Of course, it's, it's English speaking as well, but it's more Chinese, uh, Chinese type of, of country, um, uh, regimented as well. Very, very quite challenging because in that country, the, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, what's this? The the Filipinos are there mostly as domestic helpers. So that's the image in that country. In Belgium, um, it's very different as well because it's uh, you have to speak French or Dutch because not all people speak English. So the language is one of them. The culture is one of them. Uh, you cannot work after five o'clock, for example, because people have to go back home. You know. So so and then in this country. You will feel like, hey, how are you? How's the weather? You know, people are very casual, very informal. Um, you feel that you are integrated. Oh, where, where, you know, they would say hello to you even if they don't know you. People can help you if, if you are like you, you are having difficulty carrying your, your luggage somewhere. People can help you. I mean, I have seen that in this country. So yeah. if I would compare it, um, of course, there's no such thing as nirvana. But U.S. is the country that we feel as a family, which is the same until now, uh, whereby we feel we really belong. Uh, There are challenges. There will always be like that because it's not originally our country. We we have also challenges 
in the countries where we are originally from, at the end of the day, we should make the best of it. And we should at the same time remain true to our values and our true essence. Right, right. It's funny, I was about to ask if you had any advice for new residents, new immigrants in making their transitioning, um, making their transition more peaceful and more abundant. Um, You gave a very good one there, but do you have anything additional to add? I would say be a sponge. Keep on learning. Keep on learning. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a learning. I, I'm a student forever of learning. Both of my parents are educators, so I you know keep on learning. Uh, uh, learn from others who have lived through that experience. I mean, your podcast is a, is a good example how they will learn from it as well. And then also um, remain true to yourself. Don't lose who you are because it will always come out. It will always come out. Yes. So there's the big conversation here in the U.S. about showing up as your authentic self. And so I think that's what you're encouraging people to do. We all benefit from our differences. You know, it just makes us uh, a stronger society. I don't know that there's any other country around the world where you have such a blending of different cultures. Right. And this is the only country that we have seen that, Simone. And and. I guess living and also traveling in many countries, this is really where we feel welcomed. But at the same time, we should also do our part, right? To be a productive member of the society. Yes, to add value. And And, oh my goodness, I really enjoyed this journey with you, Jovelle. Thank you for sharing so deeply and so sincerely with us today. And we wish you the very best in transitioning. Our sincere condolences again for your loss last year. I think most families uh, experience some sort of loss through this pandemic, you know? Exactly, exactly. And thanks a lot to to Simon. And then for others, I hope that you will follow me through my LinkedIn, right? So LinkedIn, uh, I mean, just find me there, Javel Fernandez. And essentially, I do like my uh, articles. I do post them. It's all about being authentic. It's all about being true to ourselves. Hashtag heroes. Hashtag real best you. Hashtag keep on smiling. So that's how people would find you. Do you offer any other services? I know you work in the... You said you're working as a consultancy. Is yeah. if anyone wanted to reach you, what yeah. other services do you provide? Yeah. So I do I do enable individuals and teams to be better than their best when they join the pharma industry. So there could be alternative careers outside of where they are currently, or like me, I didn't, I did, I, I wasn't able to practice medicine here, but there's an alternative working in pharma so I can help them develop to be that person because I think I built that expertise through the years. So again, they can find me through LinkedIn with that one, linkedin.com slash in. Uh, forward slash again, Javel hyphen Fernandez. So they can find me there and they can, uh, and then through the hashtag that I mentioned a while ago, and then they can send me a message separately on that one. Okay, very good. So you do, sounds like you do some coaching, helping people to kind of land and transition into, you know, a career here in the United States. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Immigrant Experience. We enjoyed hearing from Javel today and join us again next week for another riveting episode. Walk good and stay healthy. Tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence. 